This is AgriPulse Daybreak from Monday, November 14th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Spending bill awaits Congress in lame duck. Senate stays in Democrat hands and House outcome still undecided. Spending questions face the lame duck session. Lawmakers returned for their lame duck session this week with some significant unfinished business, including agreement on an omnibus spending bill to fund the government for the rest of fiscal 2023. Republicans and Democrats have yet to even announce an agreement on spending levels for FY23. A continuing resolution is keeping the government funded at FY22 levels until December 16th. Meanwhile, a top priority for farm groups is Senate confirmation of two trade-related nominees. Doug McCallop, President Joe Biden's pick to be Chief Agriculture Trade Negotiator at the U.S. Trade Representative, and Alexis Taylor, nominated to be Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs at the Agriculture Department. By the way, House Rules Committee, which is chaired by anti-hunger advocate Jim McGovern, scheduled today to approve a draft report on ways to improve food security. It is my hope we will develop ideas that Congress and the Biden administration can act to ensure we are tackling this problem legislatively and administratively because this is truly an all-hands-on-deck moment, McGovern, the Massachusetts Democrat, says on the committee's website. Now, for more on this week's D.C. agenda, you could read our Washington Week Ahead. Senate stays Democratic. House outcome still undecided. Victories by Democrats Mark Kelly in Arizona and Catherine Cortez Mastro in Nevada guaranteed that the Senate would remain in Democratic control, no matter the outcome of a December runoff in Georgia between Republican Herschel Walker and incumbent Democrat Raphael Warnock. Meanwhile, the makeup of the House of Representatives is still in doubt. Democrats won a handful of seats decided over the weekend. The margin yesterday in completed races was 211 to 204 for Republicans, seven shy of the 218 needed for a majority. Projections by news organizations had the GOP gaining control, but perhaps by as little as one vote. In one House race widely predicted to be won by Colorado Republican Representative Lauren Babert, only a 1,000 votes separated her from challenger Adam Frisch with an unknown number of ballots reportedly left to be counted. That's according to CBS News. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. 
U.S. lauds international trade efforts to combat fertilizer shortage. The U.S., European Union, Norway, Germany, and the Netherlands have succeeded in putting together $135 million in public and private funds to pay for, quote, fertilizer efficiency and soil health programs to combat fertilizer shortages and food insecurity. The U.S. State Department said Saturday at the COP27 summit in Egypt. The U.S. contributed $25 million and U.S. Agency for International Development Administrator Samantha Power stressed that rising prices and shortages of fertilizer are especially dire in Africa. Farmers, she said, are being forced to plant less when they can when they cannot afford inputs. The impact of the Russian invasion of Ukraine has hit the availability of nitrogen fertilizers especially hard. Ukraine grain exports moving strong through the Black Sea. Russia's decision to effectively pull out of the Black Sea Grain Initiative and then resume its participation has not slowed down exports out of Odessa, that according to Turkish Defense Ministry. The United Nations paused ship inspections for one day on November 1st, but resumed November 2nd, and exports have moved at a quick pace since then, the ministry said Saturday. 51 ships have arrived to load grain at the Dessa ports, and 21 have departed with grain since November 2nd, the ministry said in a tweet. Ukraine has exported about 10.3 million metric tons of ag commodities since the Black Sea Grain Initiative was signed in July. Cotton Protocol reports sustainability advances. The U.S. cotton enrolled in an industry-organized program to improve environmental practices through the value chain has topped 1.1 million acres, more than double the total since the program began in 2020, U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol reported. The protocol also said growers had reduced soil loss by 78 percent, greenhouse gas emissions by 21 percent, and energy use by 25 percent. All 17 cotton-producing states are now registered, and mill and manufacturer membership has increased significantly, the group said. Potato groups push USDA to update potato wart mitigation protocols. Concerned about the potential spread of potato wart from Canada's Prince Edward Island to the U.S. has prompted 13 potato groups to press the Agriculture Department to update its protocols for inspecting potato shipments from the island. The groups, which include the National Potato Council and 12 state-level organizations, sent a letter to USDA Undersecretary of Marketing and Regulatory Services Jenny Moffitt on Friday saying the introduction of potato war to the U.S. would have a $225 million direct impact. Billions more could be lost indirectly, the group said. Now take note, in addition to calling for new protocols surrounding the inspection of PEI potato shipments, the group took aim at federal officials' decision last year to reopen trade from the island, which they called extreme, entirely premature. They cited an October 14 APHIS risk assessment, saying potato ward is almost certain to be introduced to U.S. potato production areas without mitigation efforts. 
sold Iowa farmland for $30,000 an acre. A tract of farmland in northwest Iowa sold at auction for an astounding price of $30,000 an acre. 73 acres went to a local farmer, according to Zomer Company Realty and Auction. By comparison, the average land value in Iowa rose nearly 20% this year to $9,350 an acre. That according to an annual Iowa State University survey. Well, here's today's He Said It. The sum total of the actions my administration is taking puts the United States on track to achieve our Paris Agreement goal of reducing emissions 50 to 52 percent below the 2005 levels by 2030. That President Joe Biden at the COP27 climate conference in Egypt on November 11th. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, November 14th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.